Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What's good, everybody? It's our favorite time of the year here at the Black Effect. We're headed down to Atlanta for the 2024 Black Effect Podcast Festival, and we're not going alone. Nissan is back as our partner, and they're continuing their Pitch Your Podcast Lounge at the festival, where you'll have the opportunity to pitch your podcast idea live and share it with the Black Effect team. So get those podcast ideas ready. And remember, you can count on Nissan to dial up the thrill in your adventures, no matter where life takes you. Visit blackeffect.com slash podcast festival for more details. Welcome to Checking In with Michelle Williams, a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. You're about to feel so much calmer and peaceful after hearing my next guest right here on Checking In with Michelle Williams. Y'all, I am so happy that this young lady is gracing us for the second time here on Checking In. We know her as a poet, an artist. I have one of her pieces hanging in my home and she has just written a new book called Peace is a Practice. Welcome for the second time to Checking In, Morgan Harper Nichols. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm so honored to be here. I I really am. It's so good to check in with you again. (laughs) There's only you and Darius Daniels that has been repeat guest. Well, I feel incredibly honored. So you keep writing them books, girl, and come on back and let's talk about it. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you. Morgan, I was filming something all morning and one of the ladies, um, I'm going to say her name because I know she's going to listen. She's such a fan of yours. Her name was Amanda Ross. And I told her, I said, y'all, I'm so sorry. I have a hard out at 2 p.m. today because I got to interview Morgan Harper Nichols. And she said, what? I have all of her work. I blah, blah, blah. So you go on, girl. Oh, you wow. go on. You go on. So I'm so excited. <laughs> well, hello, Amanda Ross. Hello, hello. Thank you. Thank you for the support. OMG. I'm going to timestamp this for <laughs> her. So and much. she is going to love it. Well, what brings you here today oh, wow. is that you have a new book. I do. I do. And congratulations on Pieces of Practice, which I've had in my hands. Ooh, for a long time. Yeah, you are one of the first people <laughs> to get it. <laughs> for a long, long time. And I feel like it's, y'all, I, I promise you, I got like the original like <laughs> yeah. manuscript. Yeah you, may have, yeah, you may have like the first copy. That's why I was going to ask you, like, I know... I kind of got this in like June or July of 2021. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You were like, yeah, you were one of the first. I'm so humbled that you and your publishers was like, send it to Michelle. And it came at a time, Morgan, where I needed it and some people in my life needed it. Like a friend of mine lost their sister unexpectedly. And I found myself reading a few excerpts 
from your book just to calm people's spirits. And or I find myself, when people talk about peace, I find myself saying the name of your title, well, child, peace is a practice. And I'm like, y'all, by the way, that is a book. It's a real book title. So I don't know if you're going to have it on a t-shirt one day, but I could hear someone like Oprah and them saying, honey, peace is a practice. <laughs> wow. That's that's so encouraging. It It really is because, I mean, this is one of those things that you know, I had to write it for myself, which mm. sometimes that feels weird to say because, you know, I, I do think that, you know, this is like once you start sharing your story and you become aware that other people are encountering your story and they're inspired and encouraged, there's a lot of pressure with that. Mm. And there's a lot of pressure to sustain that. And I was just like, you know, but that is true. And at the same time, you know, I am in a place where there's a lot of questions in my own life and I'm also having to learn how to take it day by day. So I was like, I just have to start with what I'm learning in, in this season. And, mm. and a lot of it is just that it's like, wow, let me look at how I've been practicing learning how to breathe deep instead of, you know, looking at what I have perfected or mastered. Like, let me, let me express gratitude for what I have, what I've been learning, <laughs> keyword learning, present tense. <laughs> That's so good because people think that once you get to a journey of healing, that you stop learning. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. no, you do not stop learning because life keeps lifing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you'll keep learning. But I want to appropriately, I also want to say the subtitle as well. It's pieces of practice, an invitation to breathe deep and find a new rhythm for life. And thank you for writing this because I feel like you give people permission to, like you say, find a new rhythm for life because maybe your old way of doing life is not working. Yeah, yeah. That is there very intentionally, mm. that that word new, because there is, you know, I think it, we do get to a certain point in our life where we, we kind of get in our flow, you know, in, in different areas of life. But then these interruptions happen, these these shifts, unexpected shifts. And it's in those unexpected shifts that we have to slow down and say, I've got to start over. I've got to I've got to look for a new way to enter this new territory. So that's something that I have been experiencing in my own life. So it's 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 just constant. I mean, like. Like over, I can't remember the last time we talked where I was in this process, but getting diagnosed with autism has just been a huge, big new thing in my life. Just as an adult in my thirties getting diagnosed, it's just, and honestly, like a year, like almost exactly a year ago is when I received my official diagnosis. And even when I look at what I've learned and even struggled with and what I've dealt with even over this past year, I'm like, oh, I was just getting started. (laughs) I was like, the day I got my diagnosis, I was like, oh, I'm good. Okay. Now I know what it is. (laughs) And now it's like, oh, but wait a minute. (laughs) This whole process and journey that that comes with that. So, yeah. So you've been really having to live your own words by practicing peace with a new Mm -hmm. diagnosis. And I can't remember if, were you shocked at the diagnosis? 
I wasn't because it was pretty long, a uh, pretty long process of getting diagnosed. And also growing up and at different points in my life, we had thought that it could be a possibility. Mm. Um, but still, even with knowing, even with some knowledge and, and, and thinking that it's possible, when the diagnosis actually came, it did just feel like something brand new. Like yeah. it, it felt like, wow, this is this is mm-hmm. new. Even though I could look back at it, it made sense. I'm like, oh yeah, this this actually makes a lot of sense. It's still hearing it and receiving that was was very new and and i absolutely had to you know find new rhythms for life as a result of that absolutely and thank you for sharing when you made it public i can imagine your dms blowing up by people who have had the diagnosis and now they're looking to you it could be some pressure now they're looking to you how am i supposed to walk with this now how am i supposed to act but yet you come out so authentic and say, I'm learning. I'm, you know, it's, it's yes. ups and downs. You have, you know, probably some concerns and maybe even fears, but you've been so transparent, which is, I believe is very healing. I believe when you reveal something, you also heal that same thing that you reveal. And we are so mm. thankful to you for that. Peace is a practice. At the same time, peace can feel foreign. Mm-hmm. Right. Especially mm-hmm. if you know nothing but dysfunction and fighting mm-hmm. and how many yeah. people, you know, sabotage peace to go back to rah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. You know, can you speak to probably a lot of women who are like, I don't know what is peace supposed to even feel like? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, what I found in looking in my own life, I saw these different I saw these different seasons of my life where I had found peace amidst grief, amidst Mm. suffering in my own life from losing family members, losing Mm. even a pet and just all these different kinds of grief and moments of uncertainty. And what I realized, I was like, you know what, there was never a moment where it just felt like oh, peace was just there all the time. I was like, it's, it was a lot of highs and lows. It was a lot of back and forth. It was a lot of cycling through just in and out. And I was like, you know what that's like? That's like breathing, inhaling and exhaling over and over again. I was inhaling and exhaling and learning how to pace myself through the process of leaning into peace, leaning into a peace that was beyond my understanding. It was never something that I could just grab in one breath. And I think that a lot of times there's this expectation in life of like good things in life, such as seeking Mm -hmm. peace is something that we have to climb and aim toward and then we reach it and then we get the the peace trophy and now we have it. (laughs) But Mm -mm. Life doesn't work that way. It looks a lot more like a landscape that you can traverse through where there's no clear start point and finish point. It looks a lot more like traveling through that landscape, finding that peaceful river and learning how to work your way through the wild to encounter that peace. And as I just started looking at, you know, first, you know, only life I've lived is mine. So I have to look at my experience. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, if you look at history and for instance, my history as a, as a African-American descendant of slaves, you can look at 
our history as Black people and see, oh, wow, we have been learning how to practice peace for a long time. It's like you look at things such as like the post-Civil War. Okay, now we're free from slavery. Well, guess what? You can't vote. You can't buy a house. Mm -hmm, You can't. mm -hmm. So it's like get a little bit of room to breathe. But then something else comes along the way. You know, Jim Crow South comes along. And then, you know, as we see all the way to the present day, there's still things that keep people from encountering peace. So one thing that gave me a lot of peace was like, oh, wait a second. But it's something that we are able to continue practicing. I am continuing that work just by being alive, just by just by surviving being a descendant of people who have survived through all of that. I'm a part of a lineage of people who have been practicing learning how to find that freedom to breathe, not only for themselves, but for each other, for the collective. And that's something I just, it gives me a lot of peace to think about. It takes the pressure off. It's like- I was going to say, (laughs) well, first of all, you've already answered so many questions. That's why I've just been able to sit here as you so poetically and colorfully- just speak because you mentioned that peace is just like breathing, inhaling and exhaling. But you also you write that in your book that peace is a cycle. Yeah. You also share a number of ways. I love how in the book you share your journey and then you give us practical ways about how to incorporate peace into our daily lives. But I also want to address something you also said about our ancestors and how we have had to live in a state of peace for a long time. Mm -hmm. How do you know the difference between turning like a blind eye or turning the other cheek versus walking in peace? Mm -hmm. Or is it the same thing? Mm -hmm. Do I ignore the troubles of the world? And is that peace? Mm -hmm. Yeah, peace is a state of of body, my heart, and soul. And to be human, you can't ignore other humans. You can't ignore other humans who who are not able to be in that state of freedom to breathe and peace. Mm. And the more present you are to the moment, the more present you are going to be to other people who are seeking that same thing and may not even have the same access that you have. So even for me, one thing that I found is that the more time I spend, I'm sorry, let me rephrase, the less time I spend worrying about the past and the future and the more I can be present, the more energy that I have. And with the more energy I have, the more I'm able to be present to other people. Wow. So what I'm hearing you say When we keep thinking about the past, you cannot have peace. Because first Mm -hmm. of all, the past has already happened, Mm -hmm. but you can find peace when you are able to breathe and be present Mm -hmm. in the moment right now. Yeah. You cannot find peace in what you cannot control. Mm -hmm. The past, it's already happened. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. 
It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Yo, I'm hype. The Black Effect is live. This April 27th, the 2024 Black Effect Podcast Festival is headed down to Atlanta's very own Pullman Yards. Last year was incredible, and this year will be even more thrilling, especially with Nissan coming back along for the ride. Nissan is returning with some empowering activations to support black excellence in the STEAM fields. Have a podcast idea you've been eager to share with the culture? Well, Nissan is back with the Pitch Your Podcast Lounge. You'll have the chance to record your podcast idea and share it with the Black Effect Podcast Network team. But that's not all. Nissan is taking the stage to spotlight some of the HBCU scholars from their own Thrill of Possibility Summit. Nissan's action-packed weekend of community building, mentorship, and professional development for HBCU scholars pursuing professions in STEAM. The Black Effect Podcast Festival is the event to be at. You will not want to miss this because no matter where life takes you, Nissan will dial up the thrill in your adventures. Visit blackeffect.com slash podcast festival for more details. I love in your book how you talk about a few things. Practice peace by naming what we will say no to, which is huge because some folks don't know how to say no. Or practice peace by what you decide to say yes to. And as I thought about that, I thought about the word boundaries because you gonna find some peace when you learn how to even set some boundaries, which can sound like a four letter word, a bad word. Ooh, we shouldn't say boundaries because there's this thing where there's a healthy difference between just cutting somebody off versus saying, I'm not cutting you off. I, yeah. I, just, I just have boundaries, which protects me. And it's not selfish. And I love how in your book, it's just woven in and out. Practicing peace is not selfish in the negative sense. Because some people don't even like the word self-care because they feel it's selfish. But me deciding, or like you, as you're writing, that I am going to practice peace, I don't think there's anything selfish about that. I'm so glad about this conversation. Is there a difference between writing about it and then practicing it, especially in this global situation that we're in now. As the old folks say, honey, war and rumors of war. <laughs> oh my goodness, absolutely. Woo! There's literally a leaf blower, right? This what is happening today? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I love it. And it's so amazing when we're talking about practicing peace and everything that could throw you is throwing you. <laughs> I know. It really is. It is. I'm like, when I say I am writing about what I'm actually experiencing, <laughs> it is that. Because, you know, and this kind of even goes into, you know, your answer, answer to that question of, you know, is this something like, what is that experience like of like writing about peace? But then you also have this very real reality of peace being disturbed and feeling like it's being mm. taken away or harder to find every day. And that's where I feel like I kind of took a risk with the book when I was writing about this 
because I was like, you know what? I want to try to keep this as simple and, and as accessible as possible. Yes. And I was like, you know what? There's going to be some people who may have been like, oh, well, I wanted something a little bit more intellectual. But the thing is, over these past few years, we have all been taking in so much information, uh, not even voluntarily always. It's just everywhere just to be able to function in society. You have to take it and inhale so much. So for me, when I was writing, I was like, you know what? I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I do know we're going to need to exhale. I do know that we're going to need to be reminding one another that we have permission to exhale. Come on. That's so good. That is what honestly is what what grounded the whole whole process of, of just not even just the book, but just writing in that time in general of just like, I don't know what tomorrow holds. I'm like, if anything we've learned over the past few years, it's like, you just can't predict it. <laughs> you there, you can plan and you can try to get everything exactly the way you want it or you think it's going to happen and then it can all change tomorrow. But what we do know is that we're going to need room to exhale. We're going to need room to be able to remind each other that we have to breathe through this. We have to pace ourselves. Absolutely. And one thing that I always find funny every time it happens is, so I write a lot like on Instagram and stuff about breathing and taking time to breathe. And I've gotten quite a few comments in the past of like, can you start talking about something else? And I'm like, nope. nope. <laughs> and I would have told that person, you're exactly who I'm talking to. Breathe. And don't come in my comments telling me what to write about. It is fascinating to me because I'm like, wow, but even on the days, and this is how I think about it and why I continue to post the way I post and why I'm okay if some people even find it repetitive is because in any given day where I feel like I'm in a peaceful state, at least one of my neighbors is not. Whether that's my next door neighbor or neighbor across the world who is scrolling through Instagram. At any given moment, someone is opening a social media app while they are sitting, waiting for the doctor to come back into the room and tell them what's going on. At any given moment, someone is scrolling through because they can't sleep after they just received some really bad news. And I just keep that in my mind because it's it's just a reminder that, yeah, as much as I would love for everybody to just be in a constant state of peace, that's not our reality right now. But we have to stay aware of ourselves and each other and how we can support each other through helping everyone encounter peace on a regular basis, even if it just starts with the small things. And we don't we should not deny ourselves of peace. I wanted to go back to something you were saying, how people were possibly saying, you know, we need something a little more intellectual. And (laughs) that's the problem. We try to be too deep when the (laughs) basics do work. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. That is that is by far it's the biggest criticism about my work that I get that it's too simple, that it's too repetitive. I I've heard it all and I'm like, yeah, I'm that's that's not something I'm going to change because at any given moment we need to be reminded to take a deep breath, yes. to loosen our shoulders. It's you know, I always think about how I'm like I'm a thinker. Like I'm a thinker. I'm an overthinker. Mm-hmm. I go, I go to my head really fast, but that at the same time causes me to forget about my body. It 
causes me to forget about this body that I've, I've been given that God created that's more than just a physical frame. It's like our bodies are sacred and part of taking care of our bodies is stretching them. <laughs> you talk about stretching them. You even talk about rest mm-hmm. in your book. I'm sorry. Y'all can be deep if you want to. I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> Yes. No shade to anything intellectual and deep, anything that kind of is it, it stimulates you in a different frequency and all that good stuff. But I'm telling you, nothing is more beautiful than rest in such a chaotic world. Mm, yeah. I've said it in a few interviews in the past of how we think. You, you Have you heard the saying, while you were asleep, I was grinding? Yeah. <laughs> As for me and Miles, we taking a nap. <laughs> we will rest in yes. my house. Mm-hmm. I love how you say what maybe two things of what rest is not. Mm-hmm. Catching up on rest on the weekends. Yeah. Studies show that trying to catch up over the weekend isn't restful, nor does it help with sleep deprivation. Mm-hmm. I love how you also say that anything that still requires a high level of mental activity, like responding to messages and mm-hmm. it's like, we know better. Do you know, I used to not put my phone on silent at night because for some reason I thought that the alarm wouldn't go off or that I wouldn't mm. be able to hear. The oh, alarm. wow. Oh, wow. Morgan with just within the past week, I was like, well, how did I hear my alarm? But I had my phone on silent. I, you know. But the alarm goes off in a softer mm, way yeah. with my phone on silent. Some people feel like reading their phones help them go to sleep. Mm. I think it's too stimulating. You're scrolling, yeah. you're unless you're looking at something therapeutic. Mm-hmm. You know, are we looking yeah. at some of your artwork before we go to bed? <laughs> therapeutic. But I love how you talk about what rest is. But you also share with us what rest is not. Yes. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice and grow black owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Yo, I'm hype. The Black Effect is live. This April 27th, the 2024 Black Effect Podcast Festival is headed down to Atlanta's very own Pullman Yards. Last year was incredible, and this year will be even more thrilling, especially with Nissan coming back along for the ride. Nissan is returning with some empowering activations to support black excellence in the STEAM fields. 
Have a podcast idea you've been eager to share with the culture? Well, Nissan is back with the Pitch Your Podcast Lounge. You'll have the chance to record your podcast idea and share it with the Black Effect Podcast Network team. But that's not all. Nissan is taking the stage to spotlight some of the HBCU scholars from their own Thrill of Possibility Summit. Nissan's action-packed weekend of community building, mentorship, and professional development for HBCU scholars pursuing professions in STEAM. The Black Effect Podcast Festival is the event to be at. You will not want to miss this because no matter where life takes you, Nissan will dial up the thrill in your adventures. Visit blackeffect.com slash podcast festival for more details. Y'all heard book pieces of practice has so many practical things and some ideas. Here we go. Back to the basics. Yes. Turn on calming music. Mm-hmm. Chamomile tea. I don't mean no disrespect, but chamomile tea, y'all, I feel like it's something else in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for me chamomile tea puts me out same same is it it's not just same. me yeah yeah i am and i'm pretty sure there is some science there that i you know i that someone could go really deep into but you're absolutely right and and yeah it it definitely Definitely takes it down if you're not. I had to look at this chamomile have a different type of leaf in it. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what's so fascinating about drinking tea is like, I feel like I was never exposed to tea growing up other than sweet tea being in the South. <laughs> Girl, that sounds so good right now. I, and I live in Atlanta. That sounds so good right you now. Know, maybe it, it was just, you know, growing up or, you know, but I was just like, wow, it's, it's fascinating to think about. Like, I, I literally remember growing up thinking that it, you drank water and then everything else was either not healthy in some way, you know, either had a lot of caffeine or a lot of sugar. And I was like, wow, it's so fascinating how even little things like that we may not have been exposed to or we just didn't know about. And they could actually be very helpful. And, and in some people's case, maybe forgot about. So I just become very fascinated in just trying to really make a collection of all these little things. Because as the world gets more complicated, I really believe it's going to be a lot of those simple practices that help us stay grounded. Wow. That's so good. And all those folks who was like, oh my gosh, it's too simple. They're going to thank you. I'm in a place in my life, Morgan. I didn't know how simple I needed life to be. <laughs> yeah, that is honestly, that is one of the like, I don't feel like I'm naturally a very like rebellious personality, but that is something that I am like, no, I'm gonna be rebellious about this because I actually remember when my first book came out, I should not have done this. Like my first book came out right before my birthday, and I went on Amazon. I was like, oh, let me look at the reviews on my birthday. Oh. Not a good who does that? Not a good idea. I did it anyway. And then one of the first reviews was a negative review on my birthday. Nonetheless, I was just like, however, whatever, one star. And this is what they said. They said, this book sounds like it's for somebody who just sits around the house all the time and doesn't really have anything going on. And they're just trying to find like, you know, the good and the little things. Do you want to know when that review was left? February, 2020. 
I was like, oh, isn't that interesting? We all ended up sitting around the house doing nothing. Look, won't he do it? And prayerfully, I, I pray that person is listening to that podcast. I just want to see how is life working out for you now? It's just, you know, I remember that because I'm like, wow, sometimes like I truly believe this. I'm like, sometimes you get called to do something and say something but not everybody's going to be ready in that moment, but that's okay. It doesn't take away from the validity of it. And I'm like, I'm so glad that I didn't back off and say, oh, I guess I need to change my writing or I guess I need nope. to change myself. I'm like, no, I feel like I, I'm a vessel and I was given these words this way for a reason. And I just, yeah, I'm like, I'm just going to stick with that. I'm going to keep talking about the importance of breathing and pacing yep. ourselves through all of this. And we thank you for it. Your supporters, fans. Well, I don't know if you have a nickname for them and us. I've been trying yeah. to think of one, but <laughs> I know what do it's a it's a hard one. <laughs> what what do we call ourselves? The Morganites. <laughs> <laughs> The nickels. I love it. I love it. <laughs> no, because then it's like you five cents. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, it's more than two cents. It's yeah. like she, I got five cents for you. You know. Oh my goodness. But listen, you have been such a true joy to speak with today. The success of peace is a practice. I don't know if you look at it or do do you allow the publisher to say, hey, this is what it's doing today or this is this is what it did today. You know, I try to stay away from it a little, a little bit because especially during these times where, you know, I'm not doing like a traditional book tour or anything like that, because in the past, I feel like I can kind of counter the numbers with like the very real in-person engagement. And I'm like, yeah, then I'm not, I, then the numbers, I'm like, oh, that's just a part of it. But now it's even harder because, you know, I'm not getting yeah. as much in-person one-on-one with, you know, just interacting with people. So I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to let the book do what it needs to what do out do. there in the world. <laughs> Listen, and we'll that's see. so weird about releasing books during what is still considered a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Because I just know, I'm looking forward to being able to see you in person one day, like like, hoping she incorporates some of her art and all the exercise, beautiful music that you've written. Like we need a whole piece is a practice experience. Mm -hmm. So Lord Jesus, please. We just, just (laughs) come on, Jesus. We we need to have events like this in person. People Mm -hmm. are longing for it. No matter Mm -hmm. the couple people who say, oh my gosh, this is is too simple. Mm -mm. It's been proven more than ever before that we've had to get back to the basics. Basics of finding love, joy, Mm -hmm. peace. And it, the foundation of all of those, those words that I mentioned is there for a reason. Mm-hmm. And thank you for reminding us and helping us to reflect on something that we just need more than I even think peace will help even with physical ailments, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, um, blood pressure rising because you're just in a state of anxiety instead of having peace. But like you said, Maureen, let's continue to encourage the listeners is peace is a practice. Yes, yes. And would you agree that when you practice peace, you will make progress? 
Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely, absolutely. Why? Well, one of the stories that I write about is when I was learning how to drive in Indicator. I'm from Atlanta, and in downtown Decatur, I mean, it may have changed now, but years ago, it was just a bunch of parallel parking. And if I need to go somewhere, I had to parallel park. Well, I'm terrible at parallel parking. And what I would do was instead of sitting there trying to figure it out, I would just loop around the block <laughs> and I would try it again. Couldn't get it, loop around the block again. Eventually I got it. And I think the practicing piece is that way. It's like, okay, I'm waking up today. I'm, I'm going to aim for a peaceful day. Oh, that didn't go according to plan. Well, you know what? Circle we'll try next hour. We'll try next day. Just keep circling the block and eventually you'll you'll keep making progress. <laughs> y'all, this is so exciting. I know a few of y'all might feel attacked. So not only are you going to practice peace, <laughs> you're going to practice parallel parking. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. I still struggle. I'm, I'm still practicing. <laughs> Isn't it more embarrassing if like a couple people are walking by? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they're just looking like, oh, bless your heart. <laughs> But I love when God sends somebody that gives me directions oh, that yes. says, okay, back exactly. up, back up. Oh, you got it. You got it. Exactly. Instead of like making me feel like, exactly. you know, embarrassed for not quite. Yeah. Even with the rear view cameras. And yeah, no, none of that. I- <laughs> We're going to get back to the basics, okay? Or yeah, I'm like, what happened to just basic parking come space? Come on. I rented a truck one year in LA and the truck could park itself. Oh, mm-hmm. it actually worked. That's where it's at right there. But you can't always trust technology. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So y'all, this has been so much fun speaking yes. with you and just allowing you to just, as I was just listening to you speak and it's like, it's like she's painting a picture. When you even say words like landscape and I'm looking at the the colors behind you Mm. and that's literally how you speak and how you write. So y'all, please get her new book. It's out now. Peace is a practice, an invitation to breathe deep and find a new rhythm for life. Mm. Morgan, thank you for checking in. And thank you for having me. It's such an honor. Thank you. See y'all? It's okay to get back to the basics. We out here spending all this money. Now, I do agree now because I feel like we spend a lot of money to keep the outside of us looking good. But I will say we can invest in taking care of the inside of us, right? Some of us, you know, you're able to hire money for a personal trainer. Well, maybe you can't do all that, but maybe you just got $20 to spare on a book. And this book, I've had to read it. I cannot wait to dig my feet in the sand. This is a perfect book to take with you on vacation. It's a perfect book for you to just kind of curl up in a safe place, in a safe environment. And it is perfect. It is perfect, especially if you're seeking peace. It's there for you. You deserve it. Like I was telling her, sometimes peace doesn't feel familiar. We've self-sabotaged relationships because we feel like uh-uh, it's too, it's too smooth. It's, it's too, mm-mm. it's like, it ain't real unless there's some turbulence. It ain't real unless there's some yelling and fighting. No, there can be peaceful relationships. There can also be peaceful conflict resolution. So I'm so thankful for Morgan Harper Nichols. She's given us an invitation 
with her new book, Pieces of Practice. So I really hope you enjoyed this episode and that you get it. And I really want to drive home the point um, of getting back to the basics. I think when we get back to the basics, we'll also maybe even have less anxiety. We won't be on such high alert. If we get back to the basics, thank y'all again for tuning in to your girl week after week. I'm just so thankful. No, we didn't get an NAACP image award, but I got you. Every week when you tune in, you are my prize. You are my award. And I'm thankful for every single person that downloads, and listens in, and checks in. You are loved. I hope you really know that yes. Yep. Yes, you. You are loved. Checking in with Michelle Williams is a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.